are about to listen to the Tacoma Country and Golf Club podcast, inspiring stories from the club since 1894. Today is December 9th, 2021, exactly one year from the first time we did our initial TCGC podcast, which was with our general manager, James Hocrine. Over this last year, we've done over 20 episodes, had over 2,000 listens, and we have listeners from the U.S., Canada, France, the U.K., Russia, Germany, Mexico, Australia, and Singapore. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now, sitting eight feet away from me, again, is James Hocrine one year later. What have you been up to, James? Uh, first off, I want to say congrats to you on podcast. Thank this is you. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when the conception of this was <laughs> first created. It was like, oh, let's see if so- anybody will listen. And now to listen to all the countries. <laughs> That's and pretty all the cool, people. right? And and recently, weren't you uh, rated? And we as the yeah as the podcast yeah. were rated. Yeah. Top so, country club podcasts. That's pretty amazing. Uh huh. Thank so, you. Brilliant idea, and mm-hmm. uh, kudos to to you and and everybody that's been involved in making this such a success. So, mm, thank you. Um, been busy. Mm-hmm. Um, other than work, let's start. Yeah, work. because okay. we're gonna get into what's happening around here. Yep. So you've been here just over a year now. Yeah. So uh, family, we relocated uh, in August of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so we settled into our house in uh, University Place. Um, so that's been great. Um, just, you know, when you move and get settled into a home and figuring it out, all the little corks and creaks and everything uh-huh. else like that. Yeah. So that's kept me busy. Um, like, are you fixing stuff up in your home? Uh, not really. I, the, the home was pretty much move-in ready, which was mm-hmm. great. That's why we were excited about it. Um, it's just a matter of making it our home. Um, yeah. You know, we have two little ones, um, uh, Charlie and Sutton are my mm-hmm. kids. Um, Charleston's got to be four. Good memory. Yeah. yeah Charlie's four. and uh, Preschool or? Yeah, she's doing preschool. So we found a preschool um, in older part of Tacoma at at-home preschool, which is great, called Busy Bees. Okay. Um, and uh, she goes there. And then Sutton turned two uh, this last year, and uh, she's still at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have an au pair that lives with us. Uh-huh. Uh, she's from Colombia. Uh, Paula is her name. Mm-hmm. Um, she's incredible. She uh, she keeps the whole family kind of yeah. moving with my mom, my my wife working um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, and we do, we really don't have family up here, uh, so it's just us. Um, but to have Paula a part of our family has been great uh, this last year and a half. That's awesome. Um, and and she's just brought a whole another dynamic, which has been great. Um, so she stays at home with Sutton, and then my wife uh, works from home as well. Uh, REI still. She's still with REI. Mm-hmm. Um, kudos to her. She recently got a promotion, which was oh, great. Congrats. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she's, she's loving REI and, and going through all the transitions of pandemic and everything else, same as what we do. And a yeah. lot of us do in our everyday work, uh, dealing with the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. uh, but she's been working from home, which is great. Um, and happy we moved cause she has her own office and, and can get away, which is nice. Um, Got my garden up and going All this right. summer. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Um, there's a community garden, uh, just brief walk from my house um that we got a a nice little plot on and uh, we just did one plot this year and next this next year we're going to do two plots 
Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I didn't want to take on two. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Now you kind of wish you did take on two. Totally. Because <laughs> I realized I'm still watering. Yeah. I'm still spending the same amount of time there. Uh-huh. I might as well have double the harvest. Yeah. Um, and my kids uh, love tomatoes. Uh-huh. Um, well, did you mention like you were growing a bunch of different types of tomatoes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this year, I, I only grew... Uh, Five, almost six. One was iffy. Uh, we got a couple tomatoes out of it, but it wasn't a full harvest, if you will. Mm-hmm. So we grew six different types. Um, this is in the community garden. Yep. Okay. And then uh, the kids ate all of them. Nice. And that's when I quickly said, hey, we need to get another plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we grew peas this year. Uh, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, green beans. Uh, really have never had success with green beans. Yeah. Uh, this year was a lot of green beans, um, uh, almost too many green beans. Uh-huh. So, well, but, kids will eat those like candy, though, won't they? Well, the sweet you peas. You hope they will. The sweet peas, yeah. yeah, she, yeah. She, the kids would go up there and water with me, and, and mm-hmm. they'll eat the tomatoes, cucumbers, and sweet peas. Yeah. And then Dad will turn around, and the whole plant's pretty oh, much yeah. gone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, realize i got to plant more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a good year. It was fun. I grew lettuce for the first time. I haven't really grown a lot of lettuces, um, so that was a fun endeavor if you will Mm -hmm. um some of them were good some were not so good yeah uh but it was nice it was it was fun to uh, i want to say it was in it would have been august i I pretty much made a meal from the garden which was pretty awesome yeah um and uh it was just fun Mm -hmm. and it was a nice it's a nice break for me i get to go home and and uh decharge you know and, and just there's so much of my job that's talking and interacting mm-hmm. um to go home and go right into it with four-year-old and two-year-old yeah get them to bed and uh-huh. then i wander up to the garden at night with, and I'm, I'm that weird guy mm-hmm. i got the headlamp walking through the neighborhood <laughs> up to the garden <laughs> to and, the... and i'm in the middle of the garden with a headlamp what? on watering the plants yeah um I thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. It's so nice. Are you even listening to music or anything, or do you just want the silence? Silence. Yeah, I get it. I'm a school teacher. Yeah, you, so yeah. you get it. You get yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> Don't ask me any questions, please. I've done eight hours of that. Yeah. So I feel you too. Yeah. So silence, and, and just uh, especially towards the end of the season or the beginning of growing season, it the moon out and the stars. Uh, and Awesome. Yeah. Crisp couple, air. Yeah. A mm-hmm. couple of times a little uh, scared. I got a raccoon popped out of oh, nowhere on me. Mm-hmm. And I was that, that was interesting this year. Um, yeah. But it was fun. So life's been good. Now that you're used to the UP area, Tacoma, mm-hmm. of course, we have the best food here. Is there a restaurant that you have a favorite restaurant around here? Um, we've, we haven't gone out to a ton of restaurants. Um, there is a uh, blanket on the name now. Is it in Tacoma or it's UP? It's in Tacoma. Uh-huh. It's uh, over by, and you you like beer, so you might know the restaurant <laughs> I'm talking like about. Beer, yeah. You know the Otter Brewing? The Odd Otter, yeah. Yeah, the Odd Otter. Is it across the street? Right next to it. And it's um, it starts with wood. It's something. I forget. Oh, Wood City or Wooden wood City. City. Yeah, yeah. Wooden, yeah, something wooden City. Yeah. Uh-huh. We love Wooden it City. It is pretty good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So if uh, date night with my wife, uh, that's our go-to that's go is Wooden too. City. Okay, great. Um, and then we'll normally stop off and she'll have a beer and, and hang out at uh, the Otter. Otter. And we'll okay. just catch up. So it's great. All right. Yeah. What do the kids like to do on the weekends around here? Uh, we like to, when the weather's nice, we like to get outside as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um my wife loves the outdoors too. Um, so well, you, you better if you work for REI. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm a homebody. 
No, they, they, hey, they, they, they it takes all this. kinds, you uh, know? Um, yeah. But uh, we, a lot of times my go-tos, we really like the Ruston area. Mm-hmm. Um, so my kids, uh, Sutton scooters at, she started scootering at like one. So she'll scooter and then Charlie will ride her bike and we'll just start um, right by the, the Tacoma Yacht Club on Ruston. Okay. And, and we'll go all the way down to uh, all of the restaurants and so forth that are all built there. Um, and when we grab a bite to eat and have lunch or like Wild Fish or Wild oh, yeah. Fin there or um, uh, the Ferelli's Pizza. Oh, yeah. And then we'll scooter back and then head off. There's uh-huh. a cool park over there, too, um, uh, with chutes and ladders. Okay. Uh, which is kind of cool. It's on a hill. Yeah. So you climb up and then you slide down. Uh, but I spend a lot of time with the kids. Um, anytime I have time off in a way, it's, mm-hmm. this job sometimes can be demanding at nights and I don't get to put my kids both of them to bed all the time yeah and so when i get a day off it's spend as much time with the family and the kids and mm-hmm. we do a lot we go to the zoo a lot we have uh, uh annual passes to yeah. Midland zoo got all right. that have you done the um, uh lights yet are those up yet that's this weekend we're this, oh, this okay. weekend all right uh, yeah we we enjoy the zoo a lot mm-hmm. um it's funny my kids have their favorite animals so we gotta go see them. <laughs> uh sutton's a fan of the elephant and mm-hmm. and then uh charlie um she, uh, it's, I forget the name of the animal now, um, but she really loves, um, there's this one animal there and she's obsessed Describe with Describe it. It looks like an anteater, but it's black and Aardvark? white. Aardvark? No, it's no. black and white. And she, I think, goodness, she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, listeners would, are like, I know what it is. Yeah, I know. I'm blanking. I'll remember. <laughs> you morons. I'll remember halfway through this. All right. And then I don't want like, you to okay. think about it. We got other yeah. questions. Okay. Got it. <laughs> What about in the last year around here in the club? What kind of new things have happened? I know there's been a lot, but I'm sure you know more than I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and far away on any questions, but um, yeah. it's been a heck of a year. Um, since we last met, um, I don't remember. Ex- was it this time? It was exactly December 9th. Really? It's, yeah, to How the day. Yeah. Uh, so we were um, in the middle of transition then last year on mm-hmm. the golf department side of things. So... Um, we hired a golf professional, uh, Brett Eaton, who you've interviewed. Um, mm-hmm. So Brett started in January, and, and I, I will say kudos to him and the team over there this last year being their first year. Uh, did a fabulous job, I thought, mm-hmm. um, of really just um, being able to run a full calendar of events. Last, the year prior to that with COVID, we weren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we ran a full calendar of events uh, that were just fun and engaging with the membership. Um, and made the transition over there. We have a couple new assistants as well with Carl and Rocky and then also Nicole moving in the shop full time. Yeah. So, um, and Jack, Jack has been a rock over there for us. Um, mm-hmm. long tenured employee. Uh, is he the longest in the golf division? Yeah, yes. I think so. Yeah. Um, he's been with us. I want to say off the top of my head, it's about seven years. It might be a little bit longer. Uh-huh. Sorry, Jack, if I'm not getting that right. Um, You're a rock, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> rock and a rock star. Uh, I know Brett and the team, the new newcomers, have uh, leaned on Jack a lot for his story of, of how things were done and, and mm-hmm. why and this and that. So they had a rock star year over there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just excited about the future of the golf department as a whole um, uh, to just kind of see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and continue to grow golf the game of golf has just exploded as we know oh yeah um and so when you have that much participation uh you, it just affords you ability to do so many other things too so yeah. 
um, excited to see what that looks like in the future. Um, we, let me let me stop you real quick. Yeah. Sorry. Why do you think golf's blown up so much? I know a little uh, bit because of COVID, but why else? I think it's it, well. I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, I think it. I think COVID forced people to slow down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the number one problem we had in the golf world was the time it took to play golf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and COVID created a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe one of the biggest, sometimes people go, Oh, you know, other sports you're competing with in the golf world. And mm-hmm. it's like, eh, not really. Yeah. I think what we compete with the most in the golf world is other activities. Um, when people have sporting events to go watch and see movies um, parties, entertainment, other entertainment things that mm-hmm. really hinders golf. Yeah. And during the pandemic, all that stopped. Um, and so it just opened up hours of time for people and, and, and it gave them an outlet. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, we have to take advantage of that. Um, mm-hmm. and we have to retain these individuals too, that, that really brought golf back into their lives. Yeah. Uh, which is great. And I think it also, people realize that you don't have to play 18 holes. Uh-huh. Um, especially at a private club. Yeah. You can go out and play five holes and call yeah. it a day. We got a great six hole loop here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's amazing. Um I think it's a de stressor for a lot of people. Yeah. Um you're outdoors, you're somewhat exercising, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I say that all the time I'm exercising playing golf. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I think those are all attributed to uh golf's success. Yeah. I think there was also um during the pandemic people wanted um a sense of belonging um, and a community. Um, and I think a lot of communities got shut down. Yeah. And, and private clubs had the opportunity to, to fill that void for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we, especially on the private sector, saw a boom as well of people that probably were candidates to be private club members. Yeah. Um, they took that leap. They took the leap. Because public golf became so busy. So packed. And yeah. so they were, you know, they could deal with a five-hour round or a 515 round. But mm-hmm. when it started to turn into six-hour rounds and pack golf, they were like, all right, we got to go yeah. to private clubs. So um, private clubs saw a nice increase in boom, um, which was great. Uh, we capitalized on it here at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, it's one of the big things this last year. We're sold out yeah. um, in all categories of membership, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, we're we're capped. We're capped. Wow. Okay. Full complement of membership in um, every single category of membership. Wow. So, it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the future of the club looks phenomenal in that regards. On the membership side, um, there was a lot of new members being added this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to all those members that uh, took the time to welcome them and 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 get them a part of our community so quickly. Um, it's going to pay off tenfold for this club uh, years and years to come. Yeah. Because um, once you once you get intertwined into a club, um, this is a second family for you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and you couldn't imagine life without it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I would say, is our secret sauce here at Tacoma. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Oh, no, 100%. 100%. Uh, when I first got here, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, what's the secret sauce? Is it the amenities? What is it? And then I quickly realized, I think it was about seven months into this job, I was like, no, it's the people. It's the people, yeah. It is. It's mm-hmm. truly the membership. And um, this membership uh, is just, there's nothing like it. And I've been in the industry a long time, but it, 
the best example I could give you is during the pandemic, we had reduced seating in the dining room. Mm-hmm. And we were all worried. People wanted seats and we didn't have them. And this, I was super concerned about it all. And to, to watch this happen one time was um, a couple came in. They walked in the bar. Bar was packed. Had no more tables. There's another couple sitting down at the table eating. And they literally turned to these people they didn't even know. And they said, hey, you can come down and sit down and have dinner with us. Yeah. And that to me was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> just inviting me? strangers right? to come sit down and eat. Um, yeah. it, it reminded me of an old school thought, you know, of like, just be kind to each other and, mm-hmm. and, and, and be welcoming and interact with each other. And, and, and there's so much of our society now that just shuns that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and us as a club, we don't, we don't stand for that. It's, mm-hmm. it's just this welcoming, inviting environment for people to interact and yeah. get to know each other. Um, that was what it like sunk into me. I was like, yeah. that wouldn't happen in probably any other club in the United States. That's awesome. You know, um, yeah. so that's, that's, that's been great. I hate to talk about myself on these, but yep. I got to bring something up that we were talking about it. Yep. And, um, uh, Miranda and I, my wife, we joined and we came to have dinner here. We didn't know anybody and it was maybe two weeks into it. And we saw, you know, social butterflies going from table to table. And my wife looks at me and she goes, do you think one day maybe we'll know people like that? I go, I don't know, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And now she's head of the social committee. And yeah, I barely get to eat with her when we sit down. (laughs) She's all over the spot. So yeah, yeah, exactly to your point. Yeah. And I think it fills a big void. But um, oh, yeah. So membership's been uh, absolutely crazy. Um, Well, not crazy. It's just been busy. Um, yeah. A lot of new members being added and, and, and um, just the club being full from that capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a price increase um, three, two times. Um, in so, this last year? In this last year. Woo. So um, our golf membership originally, uh, when I first got here, was $6,500. Mm-hmm. Um, our golf membership now is $27,500. Mm. Um, and, and so uh, it is great growth. Um, yeah. it's been wonderful. Uh, we have wait lists in, in a lot of categories. So our resident membership has a wait list, um, or resident special, if you will. Um, intermediate is on wait list. Social is on a wait list. Military is on a wait list. Um, so it's, it's good, uh, to know that we have this, it, it just didn't stop once we, we, we came to capacity. We now have uh, individuals that are still wanting to come to the club and be members of the club yeah. and eventually will be members of the club. Um, so it really, it looks really promising for the future. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, we d- worked on the beach house. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So the okay. beach house got a facelift uh, before uh, the s- summer pool season kicked off this okay. last year. So we did all new siding on the beach house. Um some of you, I, I've been told this, so I might be corrected, but that is actually the oldest building on property is that beach house. All right. So if that, he's wrong, go talk to him. When yeah, you see him. yeah, please inform I, me. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, it would make sense, though, because the yeah. clubhouse itself, you know, uh, was in the 60s when uh-huh. the old, old lady burned down. And then you had the golf shop remodeled, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's probably the newest thing other than the practice Yep, the building, performance yeah. center, and then you had uh, golf course maintenance. Is all was a uh, whole new building as well, so uh-huh. it makes sense. The only one that I would be curious if it was older was is the restroom that's on number two. Two, yeah. <laughs> that might that might, might rival the pool, uh-huh. but 
nonetheless, I think the pool house is, is uh, one of the older structures. Um, so we got a new uh, siding put on that. It looks really nice. Uh -huh. um, it didn't have a lot of insulation in it, so we also put in some more insulation. Um, so that was great. Um, we painted down there. We did uh, the, the clock tower by the pool. Mm -hmm. That all got repainted this last year. Um, the gym. Um, got a little uh, upgrade in equipment. Oh, goodness, did it ever. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. So yeah. um, that happened in April. Um, so that was a great uh, addition to the club and, and changing things around a little bit and opened up space down there for more floor exercise, um, mm -hmm. for flexibility. Um, you see a lot more of our um, professional golfers, if you will, down there working out as oh, well. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, which has been kind of fun to see. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you see our normal people that were working out before still working out. So I think yeah. uh, we, we met our goal, which was to to create a space where everybody can get an exercise in mm -hmm. um, and get some fitness in. So that was great. Um, we've got Peloton bikes down there now, and then you got the treadmills and the ellipticals and so forth. So that was really nice. Um, other things we had going on, uh, we our Paul, our controller. So Paul Larson was our controller here at the club for 20 years. Uh, he retired in July. Um, so we had to hire a new controller. Keith uh, Perry is his name, and he started in uh, July. So Paul finished out the end of July. So Keith trained with him for a month, which was great. Um, Can I ask you what a controller yeah. is and does? Because I, I don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, you're good. Um, so uh, the controller at the club itself handles financials. Um, we'll provide our financial statements, all of our invoicing, um, accounts payable, being member accounts um, being paid, um, reconcile all of that, uh, manage our assets in regards to depreciating our assets over time, um, and, and payroll all those types okay. of things. Okay, so a lot of crunching numbers. Yep, accountant. Okay. It's basically... Accountant. I was going to say that. I didn't want to sound stupid. No, no, you're Okay. <laughs> um, and Keith, uh, that role changed a little bit this year because uh, Keith, before Paul, had under his umbrella was accounting, um, and then he also had some HR. Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to change that a little bit. Um, technology is something we need uh, in a big way. And so this role, I actually changed to being a controller. And then also he's in charge of all of our technology on property too. Okay. Um, so Keith uh, comes to us from a startup background. Um, he was part of a lot of startups in Silicon Valley. Um, so he has the tech side. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time has the controller aspect. Uh, so that's been great. Um, so we can start to incorporate some technology into what we do. Yeah. It'll just make us more efficient in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and it will also provide a, the, the, the next generation of members will want, um, technology involved in their, in their experience at the club mm -hmm. and the fine balance that we're going to have to f navigate through in the next couple of years is how do we incorporate technology, but still adding that element of human touch and interaction that makes Tacoma so special. Yeah. Um, there's not too many, I mean, there, there are clubs that take phone reservations still and those uh -huh. things, but there's a lot of them that are online now, right? Yeah. Um, so how do we make that experience still a, a serviceable thing, but yeah. through technology? Um, and so those are some of the things we have to just, um, address. So that role will oversee that, um, that side of it with me. Yeah. Um, I will be involved obviously in it, but, but, uh, really the person kind of leading the head on that will be Keith our um, controller yeah so it'll work out good talking about technology yep. you might say this later on but the uh, website yeah 
Yeah, that's that's fantastic now. <laughs> um, right. Amazing technology. Uh, so a lot of this is, goes back to committees too. So uh-huh. uh, one thing when I first got here was uh, I really wanted to get committees really being intertwined into who we are and what we are. And not saying they weren't, um, mm-hmm. but it's just rejuvenate it yeah. in our committees. Um, and so like the, the, the pool house and the gym was all house and grounds. Yeah. Um, so they helped with, with coming up with a solution to what that fitness looks like. Shane Simmons helped with the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and obviously Liz Snyder on the house and grounds committee and everybody that served on that committee did a great job getting us some of those things done. Um, and then we did the beach house with house and grounds, but then technology, you were kind of going back to on the website is we the there was a technology committee prior Mm -hmm. to the pandemic and then it kind of went away Um, and so we rejuvenated it um uh thanks to darren rob Mm -hmm. who uh is now going to be a board member this year all right um but darren rob took on that challenge of the tech committee um along with several others um to really get the website updated yeah so yeah, the technology committee has been really working hard to update not only just the website with images, uh, but the technology committee also took on some other projects this last year in regards to uh, security cameras have been a big one. Um, so we did get approval for some added security cameras. Um, so we added those and then we have some money set aside for this next year to mm-hmm. add to that um, framework, if you yeah. will. And we're not going to tell you where the cameras are. No. They're everywhere, bro. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. <laughs> um, but but with uh, obviously uh, we got to increase some of our security awareness and those things here at the club. Mm-hmm. So uh, the technology committee's taken that one on. Uh, the technology committee also helped us with uh, getting a lot of um, our social media things going. So when I first got to the club, I wanted to start using social media more. So we yeah. started using it more. Um, but the technology committee started to create some framework for us mm-hmm. um, in regards to what what as members do you want to see on your social media and and how. What are the rules around it and parameters um, to, to kind of guide us uh, to, to what, what we want our social media to look like? Yeah. Um, so that, that really got going with the technology committee, which was great um, and, and up and running. Um, future Ask Technology Committee things, um, we did get approval. Uh, we will be launching an app. Um, oh, a this, TCGC app. Yeah. Okay. This next year. Uh, so we're working with a company called Pacesetter. And they uh, specialize in, in applications built for country clubs. They do um, several clubs around the United States from, you know, Balthastraw and Olympic Club. And um, I believe they did Riviera. They do all sorts of clubs. Um, okay. It's a really cool platform um, because they customize it to us. Um, it's not a cookie cutter philosophy they have it's more uh-huh. of, let's w- how can we use technology from an app standpoint to enhance the member experience yeah uh so they're, they're we're going to partner with them and uh, start that process we're already in the process of starting it okay um but hopefully kind of rough timeline is that april may june time frame this next year you'll see some more stuff come out about um our app and and launching our app which okay. will be a lot of fun Awesome. So technology committee, I'm sure I'm missing something there on the technology committee side, but they've been busy, hard at work. Yeah. All the committees have. Oh, <laughs> it was amazing. The annual meeting uh, we, yeah. we had in November and uh, I believe you were there. I was uh, there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it was incredible to just walk through. Um, I live it every day. <laughs> so sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's uh, it's easy to forget. 
mm-hmm. but to hear the committee reports from every single committee at the club talk about what they've been working on in the past year, yeah, it was remarkable. Um, the amount of time that these individuals have given um, to committees and helping shape the club mm-hmm. is is remarkable, um, and the efforts that they've put in to, to make this club what it is and, and to try to make it better every day. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And it's fun for me because it's a partnership um, to find the right mix um, for us to be able to meet members' expectations as service, mm-hmm. but also have the committees at your back um, helping drive initiatives and other things. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, so House and Grounds, just to continue on there. Yeah, kind of thing. Yep. I got a lot, so I'm sorry. Oh, no, I have no, to buckle up. This is what people want to hear. Yeah, so House and Grounds. Uh, so we did the gym. We talked about that. We did the beach house. We talked about that. Um, house and Grounds is working on a longer-term plan uh, to potentially see how we can utilize the, the lower spaces, uh, the card room. The uh, card room that we're right in right right now. Okay. Um, There's a beautiful space. It is. Not used very often. No. Uh, So it's like, how how do we figure out what this is for us as a club now Uh Um, and and for the future as well? To uh, the grill bar. I hear that all the time. How do we we get the grill bar open? Yeah. the other one too is a lot of these spaces. So you have like the grill uh, dining space down below here, mm-hmm. and then you have the main dining room upstairs. Yeah, both of which were originally designed for uh, dining a la carte, if you will. So more order off a menu. Some of them were buffet style downstairs yeah. here for the breakfast, uh-huh. but they weren't necessarily designed to be banquet spaces, which they are now though. And that's what they are now. Yeah. So it's like. How do we work through transitioning these spaces to being more banquet spaces to help operationally? Uh-huh. Um, and at the same time, how do we create these spaces that members want to use? Um, they're used uh, in a good amount now, but how, how can we re-envision them in some capacity? Mm-hmm. House and Grounds also was really influential in, in trying to... Uh, I'm sure you've all seen it throughout the club. We got our roofs all cleaned off. Mm-hmm. Um, we got them all cleaned and looking really good. We did a lot of painting this last year. So we painted all the window seals uh, around the club on the exterior. Um, we painted all the railing um, down by the beach house uh, out front of the grill bar. So all that got done this year. Um, other things that House and Grounds had been working on. They got all sorts of stuff. Seems like it, yeah. yeah. Oh, it doesn't and stop. Oh. Yeah. And Liz and, and that committee, just they have worked so hard on, yeah. on figuring out everything. Um, all of our tables upstairs, for example, all got resurfaced. Oh, really? Um, so they're that nice, dark-looking chair. Is that in the restaurant and the bar, or just the Both. restaurant? Both, nice. So they all got resurfaced. So okay. during COVID, we, and, and we still use um, antibacterial um, wipe of to course. wipe them. yeah. But it does beat up your tables. Oh, yeah. Um, and so uh, we got them resurfaced, and now it's even easier for the chemicals to handle it and everything else. So we got all that done. Um, so that, that House and Grounds Committee has just been working. And fun, Sounds like it. Future projects that they've been working on, and it takes time to do things with committees. Um, the trash enclosure has been something that's kind of been on my radar and the house and grounds radar for a while. Are you talking about like when you're walking down to the pool? Yes. That area? Okay. So our our big white chain link with the <laughs> yeah, white yeah. yeah. 
Uh, is this, that an eyesore for you? Or yeah, yeah. yeah that, that one, that one it, it, uh, it bothers you a little it bit? It does, because it's supposed to be a, a trash enclosure to hide the dumpsters. Yeah. But I think all of us know what's behind it. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's no secret. No. Um, and so we're working on that. And uh, Okay. So you actually see that there's a screen up now um, that's being built. So that will be done here in a couple months. Um, so that will be coming soon. Yeah. Um, which will be great. They've also been working on uh, our kitchen space. So our main kitchen that's connected to the main dining room mm-hmm. and is uh, originally from the 60s. So for listeners who don't know, that's the restaurant kitchen isn't the main kitchen. No. So that's, a, that's just to service the restaurant and the bar. Okay. You have a whole other main kitchen that's off the banquet space or main dining room. Yeah. And that's, some people probably have never even seen. Probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually where all your walk-in refrigeration is. Okay. Um, that's also where your kitchen prep is occurring and, and all those things. So you're prepping things on that side and then you're walking it over to the ki- the restaurant side okay. for cooking. All right. Um, so that floor in there is from the 60s. Mm. Um, and it's a two-by-two flooring, quarry yeah. tile. And it's cracked and leaking. So it's creating uh, water leaks that go down below into uh-huh. our employee break rooms and hallways and so forth. So we're going to get that fixed. This uh, really is going to happen in a couple weeks. So, oh, okay. Um, that will start on the 26th, so right after Christmas. Uh, we'll take that kitchen down, and um, we got to get everything out of it, which is mm-hmm. the big task. Yeah. All the equipment's yeah. got to come out, all the food, everything. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so we'll grind that down, and we'll put a, a – Almost like a best way I can explain it is you know your garage sealer type floor cover. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna basically put that all over the court. Okay, and you're doing this during the winter break. Correct. Because clubs closed for two weeks. So clubs closed from the um, first through the tenth, and then we'll oh of January of January. Okay. And then, and then banquet-wise is really what comes out of that main kitchen is Mm -hmm. banquet stuff, and then some of the prep work for the restaurant. Banquets will be done as of the 26th. Okay. Um, and then that's when that kitchen will come offline completely. All right. It also helped that break room. So our employee break room. Which um, I didn't even know existed. It wasn't really <laughs> utilized um, yeah. when I got here. And I really would love to see us have a great space for our staff. Yeah, for we sure. Have, they deserve it. They do. Yeah. Um, and so by fixing this leaks above, um, and then not only it's just the tile, but we're getting all the plumbing redone. So yeah. all this plumbing is original copper plumbing from the sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of the plumbing is going to get redone to that kitchen at the same time. So we won't have any more leaks and that type of thing. And then from there we'll fix the flooring, um, in the employee break room because it had leaks that had gone into the carpet and stuff. So we'll fix that. Um, and try to create a great uh, place for our employees to go and, and take a break and yeah. have lunch and do mm-hmm. those types of things. So more to come on that. Right now it's mainly getting the plumbing fixed and the kitchen floor to stop leaking. And then we'll we'll be able to uh, uh, update down there a little bit more. So. You said that when it comes to the golf, Jack might be the longest standing uh, employee. Uh, from a golf operation. Golf operations. Yes. Yeah. Because um, I know Joel's probably been there a little yeah. longer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's golf course me. I view that as a yeah. whole different no. department. Yeah. Totally get it. When yeah. I was talking about like when it comes to the restaurant staff. Oh yeah, longest tenure. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna name three employees because I think they're all really close. I yeah. don't know their exact dates. 
we have a dishwasher um, who's just amazing and has been here for 20, I want to say 20 plus. Uh-huh. Um, and he's fantastic. And then we also have Dave in the bar, which all of you would that's, know. That's who Dave's I thought. Been yeah. there a long time. Uh, Brigida. Brigida was the, the other restaurant. one I thought. Yeah. Yep. Um, so those are your longer tenure, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, we have a couple cooks that have been here a long time, too. All right. Um, and from a tenure standpoint, which has been great. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Chef Jamie and, and, and um, Teresa have also been here 10-plus uh, uh, years. 10-plus, yeah. 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 So, um, but For sure. good on that side. Uh, do you want to move into the back nine press? Sure. I, I think I, so. I'm missing a couple other things, if that's all right. If I no, cover. have at it. I okay. wasn't sure. I mean, yeah, I got all sorts of it's stuff. It's a long it, list. I love it. It's been a big year. It's been a big year. Um, so we had the land sell. So that's land development um, committee helped us with that. Thank you to everybody that was involved there in the Sorry. land development committee. Land sell? So um, the front parcel. So when you drive in off Country Club Drive off to the right, uh-huh. there, was a, there was a parcel of land over there that the club has owned uh, forever. And uh, it was originally brought, I want to say about, might be six plus years ago, mm-hmm. um, to look at potentially rezoning it. Uh-huh. Um, to I kind of remember that, yeah. And so that went out for a vote um, to the membership to sell this mm-hmm. last year and uh, got approved. And so um, that land development committee had been working on that for a very long time. And that will sell, uh, wood, hopefully by the end of the, the, the year here. Uh-huh. Um, and that was a $3 million sell. Oof. So Okay, um, great. That was fantastic for the club um, and, and uh, good for the long-term future yeah. on that side. So And to jump on top of that, uh, something else that's happened in the year is the way to get here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's just throw that all in. Yeah, the how about that? That one I had no control over. Yeah. Um, that was that was a lot of fun this year. Um, yeah, right? That's a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, it great upgrade for us as a club, though. Yeah. I will say that. Um, the city of Lakewood decided to work on the, the Gravelly Lake Road. Mm-hmm. Um, they also built uh, sidewalks on both sides of the road now mm-hmm. and then street lighting. Yeah. Uh, it's fabulous. The end product looks great. Um, we had the irrigation project. That was huge. I mean, yeah. that was history making for us as a club um, to update our irrigation system. Uh, that was was that sixties as well. <sighs> no, it had to be earlier. Than so that. there were portions of it that were thirty years okay. old, um, and then there's some portions that were sixty plus. Yeah. Um, our main line was old, mm-hmm. um, so old it was old asbestos pipe, you know, um, yeah. and that type of thing. So it was time, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big vote that happened in our last interview. We might have talked about it. I don't yep. recall, but um, that got approved last year, and this year the project happened. And Joel and his team, uh, along with uh, Paul um, Nakmara, helped uh, with that project as well. Amazing job. Um, to be, have golf booming like it is now, have the number of rounds that we've had on the golf course and to throw in an irrigation remodel. It was a lot. And, uh, Joel was just an amazing professional like he always is and getting the project completed on time and under budget. Oh, wow. Um, was incredible. 
the mm-hmm. timing. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have heard stories around the club of timing when we do things mm-hmm. was impeccable. Um, we chose to do that project when oil pricing was at all time low. <laughs> um, and now oil pricing has boomed. Shoes has yeah. it over. Yeah. So just to flash forward on that, thinking if we decided to do that project now, now what yeah. that price tag would look like mm-hmm. would be, it's scary. Um, yeah. So we, the timing of doing that project was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, really excited to get that project done. Jose from Landscapes Unlimited was the main um, tech out there. I'm sure you, some people might know him, but yeah. uh, I'm sure they saw him out there. Him and his crew were just phenomenal. Yeah, um, They matched uh, Joel's precision and, and, and wanting things done right. Mm-hmm. That was my biggest concern going into the project, to be honest with you, is Joel is, is very... Um, somewhat military-like uh, in regards to how crisp lines are and how we do things right. and the Which question, is what we love here. Right. And, yeah. we, and it's what we're known for. Exactly. Um, yeah. My concern was Landscapes Unlimited not necessarily being able to On, that. Yeah. Right? But they did. Oh, they exceeded it. Yeah. Um, I, to, to dig up the amount of dirt we dug up and mm-hmm. not have members hitting rocks on yeah. a normal basis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and mowers hitting rocks and, and, and those types of things to seam lines now you can't even really tell where seams were where we put the irrigation through it, it was phenomenal so mm-hmm. excited for this next year for joel and his crew um green committee helped push that one across just giving kudos to committees again yeah um they had been talking about that project well before i arrived and uh to get that pushed over the finish line was was incredible and this membership for years to come will will benefit and we all know water is a resource that uh, is getting harder and harder um, mm-hmm. to a either find or, or pay for and for us to now have an irrigation system that we can dial in all 1200 plus heads mm-hmm. um, and only water what we need to water with when you say 1200 plus heads so each sprinkler head in this new system yeah we can control by itself wow so that head you know just for talking sake is on one T. Well, yeah. one T is getting soggy or getting too much water. We can tell that head now to water for 30 seconds, not, you know, 10 minutes. Wow. So now we can have consistency everywhere. Oof. Now at this, it will take time to dial that in. Yeah. I mean, think about exactly. it. Every little head. And uh-huh. it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also got a weather station with that, which was really unique. I was talking to another member about that the other day and they thought that was very fascinating. Um, but was, this weather station before we'd use the one on base and you can you can get into any weather station you want and see what the weather is but the one on the base is far enough away i mean it's close enough that we were getting data from it that Mm -hmm. was good for us we have our very own weather station now on property um so it's it's at the end of the driving range i was gonna ask where it is at the end of the driving range okay so if you're on like two green, you can probably see it. It's it's about seventy yards out on of two green. If you look at the driving range, you'll see a, a post and then uh, all these weather type oh, okay. things. So that weather station is is now our dedicated weather station. So that will actually help Joel measure precipitation. Mm-hmm. It'll also help him measure evaporation. All right. And some people go, why is that so important? Well. For Joel, it's it's extremely important because when you're when you're taking care of a plant, you have to you have to be able to know how much water to give it. Yeah. So how much water is just leaving from evaporation, mm-hmm. and how much water is actually being in the ground? Yeah. So we'll be able to measure that now. So that will also help Joel figure out how much water he wants to water each night and those types of things. Wow. Um, it, it, Which he probably digs. 
Oh, <laughs> it's right up his alley. Candy store. Yeah, you know? exactly. Now there's so many tools. You just got to figure <laughs> out what tool he wants to use. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's it, it's all things that our industry is going towards. Yeah. So I'm excited about that because we're, we're we are thinking future and yeah. and and not necessarily um, letting it pass us by. We're actually on the front end of it yeah. in, in a lot of these ways, which is great. Just because we have the 1894 underneath our logo doesn't mean we're no. not at 2021, right? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but shout out to the Green Committee on that one and Joel and his team and, and Kim, like I said, uh, all the work and effort that was put into that is, mm-hmm. is amazing. And, and Kim, I couldn't thank him enough. I hope if he listens, he'll, he'll hear me thank him again. Uh, he was with, right there with us from contracts phase on this project through construction, through... Um, wrapping up the project um, mm-hmm. and, and, and he volunteered all of his time to do that and uh, he has a construction background so that was very helpful oh for sure um, and, and just helped us manage the project so it was great um, other things that were going on so committee strength we talked about that at length uh, is really want to get committees going so we worked a lot on um, just what what is each committee doing um, mm-hmm. You know, you have a social committee with your wife on it, Miranda. Yeah. Um, as the chair, she just did an incredible job this year with all of the COVID regulations. And yeah. we we found out that we were able to have events again. And, and all of a sudden, you know, where it normally takes a year to plan some of these things, now all of a sudden we're doing it in weeks, you know. Yeah. Um, so the social committee really did a great job of getting added events to the club and and creating camaraderie for our membership and, and concerts. We had two concerts this last summer, which were hit. One of them, who would have thought a concert, what was it, June, I want to say? Mm-hmm. And it was hot. Jeez, it was <laughs> hot. But you guys dealt with it. You guys came out with misters. We were misting people. Yeah, that was ice fantastic. Towels. Yeah. We it trying. was well over 100, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was. So uh, to pull all that off in the middle of coming out of a pandemic to some extent was, mm-hmm. it was remarkable. And, and kudos and so social committee works hard on that um, other committees that have been just really working hard strategic planning is another one we talked about in the annual meeting so the club has a strategic plan now um, it will be uh, on our website and available for people to look at um, it, it really outlines what a vision looks like for our club for the next five ten years so f- and that involved all the committees mm-hmm. so um, Greg Plansich headed up and chaired that committee and got input from all the committees of what they see their committees working on mm-hmm. and then putting that all together so we're all working together for a common vision of what the club looks like in the yeah. future. Uh, so that got done with strategic planning. Um, we had land development. Um, we had golf committee uh, working with Brett, just uh, bringing a new golf professional on and getting him up to speed. Uh, Mike Givens chaired that committee this last year and did a great job. Um, I'm going to miss a committee, and I'm sorry to if I miss <laughs> one, but I attend all these uh, uh, every Tuesday, Thursday, yeah. and I know I'm going to miss one here. Uh, oh, ARF committee got going this what year. What does that stand for? So that's our asset replacement fund. Okay. Um, they're a subcommittee of finance. Um, you said it just started this year? Yeah, it, it, it was in the formation last year, and mm-hmm. then this year really met on a normal basis. So okay. uh, as a club, we manage our financials um, cash flow. We have a protocol in that regards, um, is that any excess cash above what we need for operational needs 
funds to an ARF, which is asset replacement fund, uh, first, and then any excess after that, after that fund's been fully funded, goes to board designated funds. Um, the asset replacement fund is everything on property is loaded into this program called reserve analyst, and it we put a time frame on it of how long it's going to last, and so then we can forecast for the future how much we're going to need to spend on capital. Um, so that way we can not assess members. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start saving. Which I appreciate. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a great thing. It's one of the few clubs I know that does this. Oh, really? Um, okay. Which is amazing that you do this um, as a club. But we, we forecast what future expenditures might be coming. Yeah. So that way, all of a sudden, you know, like HVAC, for example. Yeah. We're not all of a sudden going, oh, members, it's a million dollars for HVAC. We got to assess you all to, yeah. so we can have heating and cooling. Yeah. We don't even have to have those conversations because it's loaded into this asset replacement fund. ARF. And then right. it, when it comes up, it, we already have funds set aside. And then we get to replace the things we need to. Now, that only deals with current assets. Um, so that's everything from, you know, kitchen equipment to tables, chairs, um, uh, carpet, flooring, all that type of stuff. So they, they formed the committee and they helped this year of just auditing our ARF, um, making sure everything on property is in this program. Mm -hmm. So we truly understand what our future expenditures are going to look like. Um, and, and plan for them. And yeah. so that committee worked hard this, this year of going through. We took each division of the club. So one meeting, we would go down to the pool and we'd walk the pool space and go, okay, do we have the resealing of the pool? Because at some point, we're going to have to replaster it. Yeah. So is that in the ARF? Do we have the chairs? Do we have the pool deck? Do we have um, the heaters? Um, do we have pumps? Uh, is all that in that asset yeah. replacement fund? So we got all that updated this year, which was great. Um, we'll probably have to audit it more um, as we go in the future. But this year was the heavy lift of that committee was to do the entire property audit. Yeah. And then now it will be more of one of those things of, okay, let's look at this next year and this next year, not necessarily the whole asset. Yeah. So, um, so that committee did a great job uh, working on all of that. Uh, hit golf. It's social. I'm going through all my meetings to see if I'm missing wow. a committee. Um, I think that's kind of that. Oh, Legacy Committee. Um, they they did a fundraiser this year, um, mm-hmm. which was amazing. So this was done back. Might be wrong on my dates, so I apologize if I got them wrong. I want to say the last time we did a fundraiser for the Legacy Fund was in 2010. Um, like I said, it could be off. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a fund that's set up for members that that want to give back to the club and make a donation. Okay. Um, and those funds are specifically used to uh, for historical value to the club. So out front of the snack bar is the Legacy Plaza. I uh, probably yes, saw the letters. I have seen that. Yeah. So when we redid that whole area over there in in uh, twenty fourteen. I think it's 14. They did the, the, With the pro, pro shop, shop and yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, it might be 18, but, uh, that area, they needed funding to do that plaza. And that was legacy fund 
Oh, so that's what that stands for. All of you people asking. Yep. That's what that is. Okay. Yep. All right. And then so Legacy Fund also like took care of the clock. You know that clock that we had in the first year? Oh, that's Legacy. Legacy Fund did that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Future things for Legacy Fund that might be coming is is we'd love maybe in the future to have a um, simulator on property for golf. Mm -hmm. But something that would fall under that category of Legacy Fund would be as if they, uh, we redesigned not redesign. If we got on the simulator the original golf course. Oh, yeah, okay. So that ties into the rich history of the club and yeah. those types of things. So that that's something the legacy fund could pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, if we wanted to add more history to the clubhouse or a place where we can display more of our history, legacy fund would be that arm that would help fund some of those things potentially. Awesome. Um, so they were busy uh, fundraising this year, raised a great deal of money. Um, thank you to everybody that made those donations to this club. Um, they're honored on a plaque outside of the accounting office. There's the plaque of everybody that's made uh, donations to the Legacy Fund. And if you're interested in making a donation, feel free to reach out to us, and, and we'd be happy to, to, to take that donation. And a lot of members have made donations on behalf of deceased members or, or okay. loved ones that have passed away or those types of things, which is really um, very, very fun for me being new mm-hmm. i i asked jan who's probably jan is our, our longest standing employee here at the club and she'll say a name and i'm like i don't know who that is <laughs> and i'll go ahead and i'll ask jan yeah. and she'll give me the history of it and uh-huh. everything so it's been fun for me to uh learn some of the history of all mm-hmm. of that so that's the legacy committee um and then finance committee has been working hard with obviously keith perry being hired as our controller um we're making some improvements on that side Sorry, I gotta get some water. No, I've had it. Keith Perry uh, has been hard at work of updating some of our technology on the accounting side. So, Finance Committee has been working with us on that, which has been great. Um, thank you to everybody on the Finance Committee um, for just automating some of the things we do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we we have now moved into <clears throat> on the accounting side. Before we were actually manually cutting checks. Um, but now we have put that into a software that now will cut checks for us. Yeah. Um, we still, I still prove them and everything else, but yeah. it now streamlines the process a little bit more and mm-hmm. ties in. Um, and then, and we'll be looking at how our financials are just organized. Yeah. Um, so we can just make good decisions financially, not saying we have made bad decisions financially, mm-hmm. but it will be easier for us to see that, um, when we rework our financials a little bit. Um, and then we, on the accounting side, uh, payroll has been a big one too for us. Um, um, we, we used to be a time card, you know, where you come oh, in. Oh, really? Cha-chunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, we transitioned to Jonas, which was our, our operating system, um, prior to my arrival. Mm-hmm. We're going to make one more step uh, in the coming year, um, to, uh, actually go with a, a company that where, where team members can come to work and. And they, uh, once they get into a geofence, which is a, a GPS oh, wow. location, okay. um, they can actually clock in from their phone Oh, cool! Um, and, and do that type of thing. They'll be able to see their W-2s on their phones. Um, really cool. They'll be able to request time off on their phones or, or, or via computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so just updating some of the technology and things that we have here at the yeah. club for that on the finance side, which has been, um, which is much needed and will help us speed up our financial reporting, if you will. Yeah. So before we would report, um, you know, it took us about 30 days to report on the prior month. We're, yeah. The goal is to close that gap. 
um, so we can report a little bit faster and I can see financials and make better decisions um, in more real-time situation rather than 30 days later Yeah. Um, and, and be able to go from there. So exciting new tools for us. Um, so that's great. Uh, we have carts coming this next year. So Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. So that was a big one too. Is uh, what are made... what's going to be different about these new carts? Uh, great question. Uh, so I don't recall off the top of my head the color. I want to say the color's changing, but it might stay the same. Okay. Um, I'm not worried about the color. Okay. What kind of bells and whistles are we gonna have? Bells and whistles. <laughs> uh, so they will have GPS on them. Nice. Yeah. So um, they'll have a screen on there. That'll be really nice because Joel will be able to control cart traffic. <laughs> um, there's times where we have to be no carts, power carts on the yeah. course. No, um, I get it. Because there's certain spots that are just really bad. Now mm-hmm. we can potentially open up for power carts and then just circle those bad areas and those carts can't drive in those areas. Yeah. So give you a little be... warning, like, hey, you're getting too close. Right. Yeah. Um, that'll also give us a, a really good idea of wear patterns. Um, that's the other nice thing is is that those GPS carts now will be able to take the data out of that and... I don't um, understand. Sorry, Siri. My watch <laughs> going off there. Um, she doesn't understand the GPS She doesn't cards. get it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we'll be able to uh, take the data coming out of where carts drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will help Joel... Heavy traffic areas. Right. And yeah. so he'll be able to tell, hey you know everybody walks this way that's why it's it's harder to grow turf how can i increase more sand or do something to combat these areas yeah um so that that will be on those new carts um they will be uh just the latest and greatest in the lithium carts okay um so that that's going to be a big plus nothing that from a member standpoint you all know about on a normal basis but Normal carts before were regular batteries, and you'd have to fill them up with water, and they would die oh, after really? time. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, lithium now, they're maintenance-free, so you don't have to touch them, and they last a lot longer. Um, they're actually under warranty longer. Um, so lithium carts, uh, we lease our carts here, um, but the whole time we're leasing our carts, they're now under warranty. So All right. There's not this big expense after you know three years of running a cart to buy batteries. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to worry about that. Um, so that those are some of the big cart upgrades uh, coming, which will be great. Is it going to be get rid of all the carts and now these these new carts, or is it going to slowly trickle in? No, it's all at once. All at once. That's the so way I like it. They'll show up, um, and we load our old carts up, and they take those away, and then mm-hmm. we got our new fleet. Okay, awesome. Yeah, so that, that'll be fun. We'll see where that comes with the pandemic. I'm sure everybody's dealing with shipping problems. Yeah, um, yeah. So they were supposed to come already, but they're probably going to come in this next year, I'm yeah. guessing. So that's all right, though. We got a new beverage cart. Um, okay. So you'll see that next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a new beverage cart out there, and it, it's going to help uh, Jess and the team be able to um, not necessarily get around the course faster, mm-hmm. but it will give them a space to mix a drink. Nice. You know? Okay. Um, and, and be able to store things in drawers properly. It's designed for that. So that'll be a nice upgrade for us um, as a club. So um, I can't think of anything else. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. I think yeah. you throw COVID on top of all yeah. that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you throw in uh, somewhat of a, a shrinking job market, too. I, mean, that's I was going to say, when you said, like, oh, you can take, uh, you could say, I want this day off. I was like, I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> You're like, no, we need you here because a lot of people aren't working. But you guys are doing okay we, with that. You, I, I think we got the I got the greatest compliment from another member the other day, which was um, 
we were talking about just the pandemic and everything else. And, and I said, you know, it's been a struggle to hire staff and, mm-hmm. and maintain the expectations. And, and he made the comment, I would never have known as a member. Oh, wow. And, and I, that to me, it, it, kudos to my team um, and our, our employees for, for working as hard as they did this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we really didn't have reduced hours. A lot of clubs had to go to reduced hours. Um, we didn't have to do that. Uh, You're saying reduced hours, like, okay, we're closing a couple hours early because we don't have enough staff? Or closing completely on days. Oh, I mean, wow. You know, some, some clubs have, you know, hey, we're not offering food and beverage on Tuesdays and what? Thursdays. Wow. Um, and we never had to do that. Never did it. Beautiful. Um, so kudos to the leadership team and then also to our line level employees for, for pairing with us through the summer and yeah. working some long days and, and finding a way. So uh, hopefully that job market will come back. We've seen it come back a little bit, which mm-hmm. has been good. Yeah. Um, hopefully it'll come back more tenfold this next year yeah. um, and go from there. And I mean, all of us deal with it. Inflation right now is, is kind of through the roof. Mm-hmm. So we'll kind of see where that, that leads to um, mm-hmm. short term or if it's long term, who knows. Yeah. Um, but those are kind of the things that we're, we're trying to get out in front of for this next coming year. Awesome. Yeah. All right. The back nine press, Okay. which when we met the first time was, wasn't even called this. Yeah. It was three <laughs> questions to, to end it off. And you actually are the one who coined the phrase. The back nine press. Yeah. I brought it up and you're like, you know what, I'm, what about this one? Now there's even people who don't listen to the podcast they fast forward to the back nine press oh even because yeah because they know the questions that are coming up <laughs> so the first question normally is what's your favorite hole and why so originally when we met it's 11 it still is 11 for okay me. um still uh, it, it's amazing we, we i talked at length with somebody about this recently it's just such a good golf hole for being a par five that's short it still demands two perfect golf shots and for me i can't hit a cut um, mm-hmm. and so I can hit a cut. It just, it takes a lot of time for me to mentally get myself prepared to hit one. Um, and I've slowly got, the, I've got the drive down. I don't yeah. have the second shot down just uh-huh. yet. Um, and to go back to back cuts for me is just brutal. So yeah, uh, back to back cuts. Yeah, I gotta hit a cut off the tee <laughs> and I gotta get a Do cut. it again? Yeah. And then I gotta do it again. Um, but it's just a, it, those are the golf holes, in my opinion, that have stood the test of time. And mm-hmm. It's just remarkable. Um, that golf hole was a hard golf hole back then, and it's a hard golf hole now with yeah. technology, um, uh-huh. which is really neat. Um, but the other one that I've kind of penciled down is, is uh, another favorite of mine um, is I have really started to fall in love with 12. Um, I think okay. it's, a, it's a good hole. I think you can play it a million different ways, and mm-hmm. you can make a birdie there. Yeah. Um, and just it's it's a lot of fun and it you that that combination of 10 11 12 and then even i'd say 13 green complex they're just so unique yeah um, and so i thoroughly enjoy those um just to add to it because you say back nine press of a favorite hole and you've heard those ones before but um the other hole that i i thoroughly enjoy playing a lot too um is is five five is is, mm-hmm. is a lot of fun and growing on me because you can play it a million different ways. Yeah. And, and you can make... Especially when you're talking about green complexes. Oh. What Joel did. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Uh, last time we met, when we talked about favorite dish, you said soups and the breakfast burrito. Yeah. I think a lot of that's because you were busy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you had yeah. anything new here that... 
Um, I, I, I eat all sorts of different things that chef can, can cook up and, and, and make. And mm-hmm. so I've tasted a lot of the menu and it's hard to pick my favorites. Um, once again, I'm going to make a, a silly one here. I love our scallop potatoes. All right. Anytime chef makes scallop potatoes, I am always eating scallop potatoes. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's just another one that anytime I see that on a banquet menu or an event, <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, I gotta get some yeah, scallop potatoes. Yeah. So, get a couple scoops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Um, your favorite vacation spot? Uh, Cayucas, California um, is, is one of my faves. Is that um, Northern California, Southern? Yeah, so it's going to be uh, north of San Luis Obispo. Okay. Um, it's like Morro Bay, um, so north of L.A. Okay. Um, beautiful spot. There's a little beach town called Cayucas, and it's, it's the last beach town. It's, it's oh, really? small. I mean, it's just so cool. Is it close to the 101? Yeah. It is. Okay, all right. Um, so it's just beautiful. It's a great spot to get away. And uh, I haven't been there in a couple of years, but when I lived in San Diego, that was my go-to. Um, it was just beautiful. Untouched and just old beach town. You know, there's four restaurants. And oh, really cool. Packed. It's just kind of Awesome. Fun. When's the so, last time you were there? Oh, it's been a while. It was, well, it was before we had kids, so it's got to be at least five, six years now. I hope it doesn't break your heart when you go back there. Oh, There's a I'm big sure Walmart there. Sure. <laughs> My wife was just back there on business, uh, so I, I haven't asked her yet. She just got back uh, last night, so I'll have to ask her if she's yeah. out there. But I'm sure, I'm sure it's changed, but that's all right. The other one is uh, anywhere in the South. Um, Southern hospitality is, mm-hmm. is always something that I've enjoyed and loved, so... I've been fortunate to, to go to Augusta and go to the Masters several times. And so I've spent some time in, in, in Georgia to Alabama to um, South Carolina, North Carolina, um, all in those areas, Charleston, um, and, and thoroughly enjoy that hospitality and just those individuals. And, mm. and it's been fun. Charleston, huh? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, how about <laughs> you? have been there. You got to go there. No, yeah. Cool well, I feel like I heard that earlier this podcast. Yeah. Uh, your favorite golfer? Uh, for me, it would be Payne Stewart um, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, Payne was just amazing. Um, if you go to the future, I would say uh, Justin Rose. I've always been just been a fan of how he just goes about his business on the golf course. You can kind of get the same person in Justin Rose. Um, no matter what, um, he could be playing great and you'll get the same demeanor as if he's playing bad. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah. I just think that that's, it takes a lot to do that. And, mm-hmm. uh, thoroughly, I hope, I hope I always have Justin Rose to win the masters. So I'm <laughs> it now yeah. this year, Justin Rose is winning the masters. December 9th. He called it. Yep. There it is. All right. Uh, dream foursome. It could be non-family up to you. Yeah. So, um, my best friend is Nick Carlson, um, so definitely would have him in there. We've played a lot of matches. Um, does he live around here? He does not. He moved. Uh, he used to live up here, uh, but moved uh, to Dallas and then now is in Arizona. Okay. Um, we both grew up together in Arizona. Awesome. Both golf professionals. Oh, there it is. And so uh, we played a lot of golf together. We had a life match, actually, which was kind of fun. A life match? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we have a life match per state. So we worked oh, together nice. in Arizona. He beat me big time there i think he's up by like 83 holes in arizona <laughs> and then uh california uh he beat me by one hole so mm-hmm. his whole thing is we cannot play golf in california ever again yeah because he's got you he's got me by one <laughs> so eventually i'll get him into california and i'm gonna beat him on that one yeah um and then up here in washington he has me up in washington Jeez. by 13 holes i want to say it was 
and then uh, we, we just had a lot of fun. So of course he would be in that. Um, I go back into the past on this one. Uh, so I'd go Bobby Jones and Ben Hogan for sure. Oh, beautiful. Um, and then I'd throw Tiger in the mix. Uh-huh. Just because I think it would be fun to see Tiger so in awe of uh, Hogan, Hogan and, and yeah. Bobby Jones. Yeah, for um, sure. I think he would be a kid in a candy store. Yeah. And uh, it would just be fun to sit back and watch that all happen. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, your favorite sports team? Uh, ASU. Um, I'm a college football guy. Okay. Um, I'm alum from Arizona State, so of course mm-hmm. I got to say that one. Uh, yeah. But any college football, um, that's that's my my go-to. All right. Yeah. How about your favorite movie or TV show? TV show, um, I'd have to say is Newsroom. It's a little bit older show. Uh, it was on HBO. Okay. Really good show. Anybody that we would know who was an actor or actress? In? Uh, I'm gonna forget his name. I'm not good with actors' okay. names, but you would recognize him, and I'm forgetting his Newsroom. name. Newsroom. Newsroom. HBO. Okay, I'll have to check that it was out. Really good. Old, old, older TV show. I'd probably say. Nineties. Um, no, 2000s okay. still, um, but I, I'd say early 2000s, I want to say. All right. Have but. you heard of The Morning Show? Watching it now. Yeah. I totally love The Morning Show. Okay, yeah. it's kind of what I thought you were yeah. going with. Yep. Similar, uh, a little similar in that one. Um, real life news, but being then portrayed in, in a drama to yeah. some extent. Yeah. Uh, your favorite wine, grape, or drink? Um, I'm a non-drinker, um, but my, my wife would have lots of different wines to, to give to you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but for me, uh, I, I'm a big fan of a ginger ale. Um, I'll have a ginger ale uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, the other one for me was uh, Tab. Have you oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tab, yeah, they I stopped making it now. They so, did, yeah. yeah. That was a big one. Um, and then always is if I can get a, a, a bottled Coke, like the, I always say Mexican. Yeah. Um, with the cane sugar. Exactly. Yeah. Right yeah. at my alley. Yeah. That's perfect. All right. Um, you thought about this for a little bit before yeah. we had it. The best golfer you've ever played with. Um, I've been fortunate to play with a lot of professional golfers. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. the one that kind of sticks out in my mind cause I did, I thought about it a lot. Um, <laughs> I'd say it was probably Ricky Barnes. Um, Ricky Barnes, uh, he he kind of had a really good run in a U.S. Open once. Um, okay. At Bethpage Black, almost won it. What um, uh, year? Ish. Ooh, I don't know the year, uh, but is it Bethpage? Good player, uh, but I played ten with years him. ago. Yeah, five, it was probably okay. About ten it was years probably ago. Probably about ten. Um, good player though. Um, just. Ugliest golf swing ever. I mean, it just wasn't. It, it, mm-hmm. But he got the ball in the hole and just yeah. was a grinder. And we were playing a, um, a, a basically a Nassau match play game, and it was just so deflating because you'd see this swing and, and yeah. it was like, oh, uh. and he'd just smash it and yeah. um, he'd just go find it and hit it again and hit it again. And, yeah. and I ended up playing with him because. He came out to Monday qualify for the uh, Phoenix Open at my old course that I was at, um, and he carried his own bag. Wow. So he showed up to Monday qualify, and I'm like, that's Ricky Barnes. Yeah. And uh, he carried his own bag and, and just did his own thing, and I was like, hey, Ricky, you want to go play a game with us? And he jumped on. It was awesome. Really? Yeah, yeah that's guy. pretty cool. Yeah, so it was cool. Uh, for a golf tip, what do you have for the members here? Uh, for golf tip, uh, visualization, I, I really believe in it. Um, it helped my golf game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, putting is kind of my thing. Um, if it, I have some people ask, do I ever have the itch to teach golf? Um, 
I do full swing, not necessarily. It's one of those things you kind of got to do on a normal basis to, to hone your skills. Yeah. Um, but putting is something that I've always loved. You think you um, could teach people how to putt? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Um, and uh, I was a really bad putter, mm-hmm. and so I had to learn how to um, putt. Yeah. And so I did a lot of reading and everything, but I truly believe in if, if you can visualize that ball going in the hole mm-hmm. um, before you hit a putt and then see how that break is happening in those things, and then right before you hit your putt, visualizing it going in, Yeah. Um, you'd be shocked. You can will the ball in the hole. That's yeah. what I say. Oh, you know? awesome. Yeah. Um, and even full swings, you know, before you're in pre-shot and you're step behind the ball is is visualize what that, that as Tiger would say, the windows that it's going to go through. That's what he says? Um, the windows? He, he, he talks a lot about windows. He likes to see the ball in a certain trajectory at height. Oh, really? And what it's doing at that time. So he talks about windows. It's going to be in this window at this time, and then this window, and then wow. this window. So he actually thinks of the trajectory of the ball in segments. Yeah. Wow. Um, and partly why he's so amazing. I mean, how many yeah. times have we seen him in the woods where he hits it up over a tree or underneath a tree and then up and above the other one? It's yeah. because he... He he's does, already visualized He's it. already visualized yeah. how that ball is going to go. Uh, it's not a fluke to him. He's like, no, no that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, totally believe in visualization and, and, and that type of thing on the golf side. How about if there was a movie about James Holcrine? <laughs> Who should play you in a movie? So uh, definitely, I, I, it took me a little while to think about this one because I'm not good with names on actors, but um, I just I throw it out there as Mar- Mark Wahlberg because he's always very popular actor mm-hmm. um, and good old Marky Mark. Um, yeah, my wife loves him. So oh, that helps. That helps me a little <laughs> bit, you know. So that yeah. works from there. <laughs> All right, and for us to wrap it up. Your favorite quote or song lyric? Yeah, so um, I wrote this down. Um, This one might throw some people for a little bit different, but uh, um, the greatness of a man is not how much wealth he acquires, but in his um, integrity and his ability to affect those around him positively. Um, And that was um, good old Bob Marley. Oh really? Shocking, right? oh, okay. You That's hear the awesome. quote? I don't know no. if you get Bob Marley out of well, that. I like you know, for sure. I, I I I hope the membership. Uh, I I like to be positive, and and so positivity is always a, a big part of who I am. And, yeah. And that's why that quote speaks to me a little bit. It's just being positive. Yeah. Um, it helps you. Well, we've had such a negative year, you know, all around us, but we've done so much. Yeah. Like you just said, like we talked about how much has happened over the year visualizing it, yeah, being positive, it's all coming together. There you go. You all summed right. it up. Yeah. Next time I'm interviewing you, by the way. Nah, I already, somebody's already said that. Oh, have they? Andres. Andres Gonzalez oh, wants to interview me. Perfect. Not going to happen. Why? <laughs> I don't know. No. We go. Oh, yeah. we got to get Dre on here. Yeah, we'll, Dre will oh, no, me. yeah, for okay. sure. Hey, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Look up for new episodes where we talk to members and staff about TCGC, the Tacoma Country and Golf Club podcast, inspiring stories from the club since 1894.